Welcome back to the All Blue New York Giants podcast. We're here, not in our the right setup, as I just showed off our uh, our Giants studio. Um, went underwater because of a flood. Not completely underwater, but so we're up here. We got a MetLife in the back this time, and we're gonna finish up the 2023 New York Giants draft class. Rounds five, six through seven, which we just have only three players to talk about. And then I'm going to talk about our wide receiver room. And I will talk about uh, Eric Gray again, our uh, fifth round pick running back. So we'll kick it off with a very exciting player, in my opinion. Uh, also, much love to everyone subscribing on YouTube and following us, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, all that. Big shout out to all you guys, you know, uh, all blue, bottom of our heart. Um, I'll be getting my my co-host back soon, but I figured I'd get this out quick because we're running out of time here. Um, so, six-round pick, number 209, corner, Trey Ball Hawkins. Uh, went to Old Dominion. He is 22 years old. Uh, the Giants got some great nicknames out of this draft. You know, Highlight Hyatt, uh, Banks Closed on Sundays, Trey Ball Hawkins. You know, I love it. I love it. And it's it's uh, it's great to see these nicknames because we kind of didn't really have too many besides quads, you know, Danny Dimes, Vanilla Vic. Um, I don't even think, I guess you could say Danny Bellinger, Kayvon. I'm... A cat, sexy Dexy. I mean, you really think about it. Mm. Graham Cracker, Graham Cracker Gano. Uh, that's pretty much. I don't know, but it's good. To, it's good to add some better nicknames here. Um. So besides the nickname, Trey Hawkins, Old Dominion, six three one ninety five, ran a four three forty. So he is fast. Uh, in twenty twenty two, had. 57 tackles, six pass breakups, two interceptions, two uh forced fumbles, and three recovered fumbles. Um, he has the ideal cornerback build. Just you take a look at it. He's tall, he's fast, um, not too skinny, not too uh too chunky to to, to run. Um and he didn't have an invite to the NFL combine, which is very important there. And so he had to do it at his pro day to kind of show off his his stuff. Um, hey, he, fit, he fits the bill. He fits the bill of what Joe Shane likes. He likes uh, kind of um, younger guys. I'm pretty sure he had a top 30 visit. Uh, he's a physical corner. If you haven't watched this guy's film, he has some fun film to watch. Physical corner who does really good in press man. And what does Wink love to run? Press man. Um... He can also play cover two and cover three, um, and he's a great tackler. All right, uh, really love Trey Hawkins. Um, I I don't have his uh, his stats in front of me here, but he's a great football player. Uh, I really like him. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna look up something real quick. I don't because the problem with Trey Hawkins is looking at his uh, scouting report. I didn't really see too much, and I think it's because he didn't go to the combine. So it's really hard to kind of find stuff on him. But his film is there. 
And you watch him for himself. He's a nice corner. And I'm excited for him because if we develop this guy, he could low-key be in the rotation as a starting caliber corner or even just a rotational corner. He still can get PT. So that's what I'm saying. You know, you watch his film. He's fun. Can he be a bust? He's a six-round pick? Yes. But is he fun to watch? Yes. Joe Shane, what constitutes a good GM is how good are your draft picks? You know, Dave Gettleman, uh, you you talk about, you know, we had a lot of very early first round picks, but what makes you a good GM is how good those late round picks turn out to be. If you hit on the fifth, sixth, seventh guys, okay, obviously you're not going to hit on them every single year, but if you get a few out of those mix, you know, Slayton was a fifth round pick. Uh, I guess you could say that's a hit for Dave Gettleman, but Shane has some nice guys here. You know, Eric Gray. Fifth round pick, we're gonna take a look at him again. I, I did I already did his profile, but I had to go look go back to look at him. I got some stats here that really opens your eyes about Eric Gray if you haven't watched him. Um, really fun film to watch as well. A lot, you know, this was a fun draft class for the Giants. I'm very happy for this. You know, you take a look at last year's. It, I'm not saying it wasn't fun, but or just any Dave Gettleman draft. I'm not saying that's not fun either, but just some of the later round guys is just like, all right, you know, he's okay. All right, he's he's fine. But these guys, they're fun to watch. So there's Trey Hawkins. Um, we'll go to our seventh round pick. We're, we traded away our fourth to trade up to get Deontay Banks. So we don't have a fourth. However, we have two seventh round picks, and this is number one. Seventh round, pick 243. Defensive tackle Jordan Riley, 6'5", 338 pounds. He's a big boy, and he's 24, which a little, a little older. Um, He kind of jumped around different colleges. He was at UNC, went to Nebraska, then finished his career in Oregon. Um, He is, I mean, his film is not nothing too crazy. I think he's going to compete with DJ Davidson and probably be a just a rotational fifth defensive tackle which hey it's better to have depth than to not have depth and then we see some guys get injured and now our run defense is down the drain so great to have backups will probably be a, a you know rotational guy um as far as his film goes he has a lot of muscle he's big he he's 338 pounds but he's not like that big he is muscular and it shows, you know, he has very, he's very strong in the arms, very strong up top, great pad level. He can move all linemen. Um, the only problem with him, I wouldn't say the only, but a few problems with him is he doesn't have great lower body strength. Um, you could see when he gets up there, yes, his arms can do oh so much, but once those, those old linemen kind of get their footing and, you know, really drive, that's kind of much that's kind of all he can do he doesn't really give too much pass rush ability um he's a pretty solid run defender um he doesn't have great foot drive once again and if you put him against double teams he's not much of a factor so kind of a project guy will he be a starting caliber defense tackle i couldn't tell you it's a seventh round pick but i do think he could have an impact um as a rotational guy, I think he's better than DJ Davidson. I remember watching DJ Davidson. He was okay. It was a little crazy. I think DJ Davidson's kind of older. I'm about to look this up right now and 
Uh, I think DJ Davidson was older when we got him. Uh, let me see. Went to ASU. Yeah, he's 25. And we drafted him last year in the fifth round. And we're taking him in the seventh. And I think he's better. Uh, even though he's, tw- he's 24, he's still older. But he's younger than what we drafted DJ Davidson last year. So, Jordan Riley, nothing too special. He's solid. Uh, can be rotational guy. That's pretty much all I wrote for him. And we'll move on to our last seventh round pick and our last pick of the 2023 draft. And that's Javarius Owens, who he has some fun film as well, but also some really frustrating things. Hopefully I'm not blinding or not blinding. Uh, hopefully this mic isn't too bad. Um, he's Javarius Owens, six foot, 195. He's 23 and a half. Started all four years at Houston, was a captain last year, had 42 career starts. I think he might have missed one out of those starts. Uh, he plays special teams. He's a special teams guy. That's probably, I think, what he'll mostly play unless he develops. Has a, ran a 4-5-40, 14 pass deflections in the last two years. Um, not a great tackler. Um, however, he's aggressive. Like you watch his film, he could run up on like a screenplay or a running back bouncing it to the outside. You know, he'll lower his shoulder, but he doesn't wrap. And I think that's the problem with him. Uh inconsistent tackler, uh tackler. Um, however, he can deliver the hit stick. If he if he really perfects his his tackling game, he could be a really good tackling safety. Maybe put him in the box. However, you know, but he doesn't have that. He's not big enough to play box safety. Um, also, another one of his his cons is he's not a great center fielder. Um, you play him in the middle. He can't really anticipate where the quarterback is going with the football. And when he does, the quarterback already released the ball, and that's already soaring. So... Not great anticipation. Uh, couldn't really play safety. Like if if you're just a quarterback, you just look to one side and then you throw to the other side. He's completely beat and it's one on one. Whatever. Um, can't anticipate. He's pretty good when he plays man. Pretty good. Great matchup on tight ends because he has long arms. Um, thirty two inch arms to be exact, and that's pretty good length. And he could he could cover tight ends really well in man. Fun player. Do I think he's going to turn into a starter once again? I don't think so. Um, can he be still play? Yes, yes, he can. Um, and I, I don't mind him at all. I think he has he has some fun film to watch as well, uh, especially his pick. One thing that's very frustrating about him though is that that interception, which is everywhere. I think Talking Giants did a review on it, and that was the first play too. You see that pick? It's very fun, but a lot of the time when he has interceptions, just put them together, you know, he drops them. And that's why DBs are DBs and not receivers. No offense. Can't catch too well. But that bad, I don't think he has great hands, which is frustrating because you got to pick. You got to take that. That's 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 a difference maker. We took a look at that two years ago when we played the Atlanta Falcons. In the end zone, Adoree had the game-winning pick. He dropped it. I'm not saying he has bad hands, but how important having those hands is for crucial moments just like that. We could have won the game. Young Goku kicks the field goal. I rewatched that uh, that game a few days ago, which was painful because, the, the, you know, I'm, I'm happy that we moved on to a new page. Joe Shane, 
Brian Dable, all, you know, that regime in the past, it was just hard being a fan. Like, you were excited when it's 0-0, and then here we go with the field goals. I can't remember the last time with Joe Judge. I don't even think we did. We went up 14 nothing. Like, we never scored two consecutive touchdowns. It was either field goal, field goal, field goal, touchdown. Anyway, we're not getting into Joe Judge because we got Brian Dable, uh, coach of the year. Matter of fact, so that's all I have for our 2023 draft. A lot of grades been coming out and a lot of good grades. I've been seeing A's, A minuses, A pluses, and I've been seeing a lot of blue skies ahead. Um, I really liked our draft and apparently all the other pro scouts did. However, they're scouts. They're like weathermen. They're not always right. However, when they do give you a good forecast, you're going to take it. But they could always be wrong. But I'm really happy with this. I trust Joe Shane. I trust Dable. I trust all our guys. And I think we made a pretty good draft. Anyway, we'll we'll keep it in the draft. And let's talk about running back Eric Gray. He was the 11th running back taken in the draft. Obviously, fifth round pick. But I'm going to take a look at some stats for him. Um, Some stats, some in-depth stats. I'm sure many of you have heard already. I just want to go over them and, and talk to you what I think. Yards after contact per attempt, he's seventh out of, out of the 11 running backs, right? Runs of 10 plus yards, third. Runs of 15 plus yards, tied for third. First downs, he's third. Missed tackles, sixth. And yards per route run, fourth. So that's out of the 11 running backs that he's that was taken uh, in front of him. Um, He's the 11th. And you take a look at these stats, and a lot of the running backs that went before him, he he looks better than a lot of the running backs that went before him. So, you know, realistically, you take a look at these stats, and he doesn't look bad. Um, I'm not sure if he'll start over Gary Brightwell. Gary Brightwell has some some test ten plus yard uh, plays. Um, Gary Brightwell is also a special teamer too. That gives him points, but I think 100 percent if. You know, Saquon goes down, God forbid, hopefully he does not, and he's healthy the whole season. I think we could trust Eric Gray to get some carries, and I think regardless, he can turn into a running back one. Am I shipping Saquon out? No, obviously not. I would never uh, ship out quads. He doesn't look too bad. Did I do it again? Wow. Yep. I apologize. I, I can continuously do that. The wire on this Yeti microphone is the only downside. I like it, but this thing always unplugs. Um. Anyway, yeah, Eric Gray. I would be fine with giving him consistent carries. Like he's not run mowing people over, but he can make make some guys miss a few. Not everybody, but he can make some guys miss. And he's a pretty solid running back. He is a pretty solid running back. And you're we don't know how he's gonna do. With little to no volume. I think Brita secured the running back two role. If we go into camp, Gray balls out and he moves up to running back two. Sure. I'm completely fine with that. Will he? Once again, I don't know. I'm not a draft analyst. I don't, I'm not sure what Joe Shane or Dable, not, not Joe Shane, uh, Dable or Kafka, what they want to do. I'm not sure. But I, but, but I do think he'll be a good running back in the near future. And maybe in one to two years, we come back to this pick, and this is a absolute steal. But once again, Eric Gray appreciation post. I think he's going to do great things in the NFL. Um, 
So with that, we'll move on to our last topic. Kind of a quick podcast, I feel like. I feel like this is going to be shorter than the last one because I really didn't have too much. I just had to cover the last three picks, which I probably could have just fit them into the first video um, because I felt like the earlier round picks took longer and they they obviously did because you want to hear more about the top picks rather than the bottom. But we're, we're going to talk about the wide receiver room, which obviously added a lot. And I'll cons- I'll add in our uh, tight ends too because they're technically pass catchers as well. And we'll talk about their forty time. All right. Um, hold on. I'm kind of out of the shot here. This is the problem with this. The mic doesn't really fit, so I'm kind of behind the mic. Paris Campbell ran a four three. Jalen Hyatt obviously a four four speed on film doesn't look like he has four four. Looks like four three speed on on film. Darius Slayton ran a four three nine. Uh, Wandell Robinson went a- ran a four four. Waller ran a 4-4. Bellinger, I don't think was fast, but we still have him on. The, actually, I'm curious. I don't know his, his 40 time off the top of my head. I'm going to guess 4-8. All right. That was very slow. 4-6. That's pretty That's pretty fast still. Uh, 4-6 for, for Bellinger. Saquon, obviously, a 4-4. You take a look at all these guys. And Shepard... It's 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 hard to tell. I wasn't gonna measure his forty time because it's hard to tell coming back from ACL injury. You know, it's that's iffy. You don't really regain full trust, and I'm not sure. I love Shep, but I'm not sure how how fast he could run to his ability. But you take a look at all these guys, and that's speed. I made a clip of this speed. I'm speed. That's Jalen Hyatt. But you take a look at the wide receiving room. There's a whole lot of speed, and instead of the days of now gone are the days of safeties and corners cheating up because we don't really all we have is slain to take the top off the defense. That's gone now. Now you line up any of these guys, and you better hope you're not impressed, man, because they could burn you. Now Waller obviously adds great help, you know, burning the linebacker or the safety, whoever he's on. But you also got Slayton high, and you know, Wandale will be back. I don't think by week one, maybe by week three or four. Harris Campbell's still fast. Uh, Saquon out of the backfield. Like this offense on paper looks insane, but obviously on paper doesn't tell the whole story. We got to wait for the regular season. We got to wait how matchups do. And obviously we got to wait for injuries because we're the New York Giants. The most injury riddled team in the NFL the past 10 years. That's a stat. Look it up. So I'm... You know, I'm hoping and praying that all these guys stay healthy, but in reality, is that going to happen? It's iffy. I hope it does, though. Um, and I just love this wide receiver room. It makes me excited. It makes me just want to wait for the NFL season to come. It can't be here any sooner because I'm ready, and I can't wait to watch camp, watch these guys battle it out, watch Hyatt, watch our new and improved draft picks, especially watch those UDFAs. Um, cause that'll do it for this episode, um, of the end of the draft. However, we'll be doing a undrafted free agents, um, undrafted free agents episode. Uh, cause I know that we, we already signed a few, but I didn't really, so I'll touch on them right now. You know, my favorite undrafted free agent, he's probably going to take up the, most of the time is Bryce Ford. We, and I tweeted about him probably three or four times out of West Virginia. 6'4 and runs a 4'3. What else is there to say? 
Uh, we also signed Tommy DeVito, quarterback out of Illinois. He'll probably just be a backup thrown in there. Maybe behind Tyrod, maybe he might not even make the team. Uh, ha- Habakkuk Baldonado, defensive end out of Pitt. Uh, Deontay Johnson, linebacker out of Toledo. I don't know if that's how you say his name. Troy Brown, linebacker out of Ole Miss. Uh, Simone Green, cornerback out of Michigan. Alex Cook, safety out of Washington. And Cam Lyons, inside O-lineman out of Charlotte. Obviously, these guys aren't guaranteed to make the roster, so it's a little more iffy with them. But I'm definitely going to make a video about Bryce Ford Wheaton. I love him. I think he's going to make the team. And a lot of criticism. Uh, I've heard reports that coaches say he one ga- one one snap he looks like Calvin Johnson, the next he looks like he can't even play on a JUCO field, which I think is so disrespectful because he looked pretty good. So that'll be an episode. I'll hopefully get my co-host back for another episode, probably towards the later part of the week, because uh, we got to do it. You know, we got to do it one of these days. Um, with that, let's go Knicks. The Knicks are playing right now. They're down 1-0 at the moment. Hopefully, we pull it out. Jimmy Butler's not playing. We'll revisit this in the later episode. And with that, let's go Big Blue and stay on top. <laughs>